You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. I'm Neil Pickup, and as always, I'll be here with you throughout the episode. Regular listeners will know that a couple of weeks ago, we invited four of the top middleweights in North America to come on and to air their grievances, to have a pop, to make challenges to the reigning hammer holder, Rob Vigent Jr. And the champion fended off those challenges verbally, just as well as he's done physically throughout the 500 series. But one man that had made some big claims on social media had put Rob under some serious scrutiny and made some pretty outlandish comments was the Ginger Ninja, the man from down under, Ryan Blue Bowen. After studying hard, training hard under the technical tuition of Todd Hutchins, Ryan Bowen believes that he may have not only surpassed Rob Vigent Jr., but also has the chance of slowing down the most powerful arm wrestler of all time in the middleweight division, Danny Tesh. So tonight, we figured we'd invite Bowen onto the show and see what he had to say when face-to-face in one-on-one verbal competition with the hammer holder himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Vigent Jr. and Ryan Bowen are on tonight's show. Fasten up your chin straps. It's gonna get bumpy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Now then, for regular listeners, you will know that a couple of weeks ago, I had a a bit of a gathering of middleweight, or potential middleweights, and current middleweights from the WAL roster. And they were given the opportunity to speak to some of the lads that were on the roster, namely Paul Lynn and the hammer holder, Rob Bidgent Jr. Now, one of the guys that we didn't invite and didn't involve on that call was another roster athlete from the other side of the world, Ryan Bowen. But Ryan gets about and he talks a little bit on social media, puts quite a lot of content out there, and those of you who follow that content will know that this guy has been making serious strides. He's getting ready to go out to the Zlotti Tour World Cup He is potentially looking at uh, gaining an opportunity to pull the 95 kilo top eight. And he's also set his sights on big things with the World Arm Wrestling League. And the man from Australia joins me on the phone right now. Ryan Bowen, how are you doing? Neil Pickup, I'm well. How are you, brother? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I felt a little bit sorry for you because we didn't give you the opportunity to come on here and, and speak to the champion. So you know what we did? We've yeah, got him on the line right miss, now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Bidget Jr. is also with us. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Now, joking aside, guys, I wanted to get into this a little bit because let's let's start with Ryan. Ryan, you are obviously a guy that gives people out there, the general public, the opportunity to sort of chart 
your progress in the sport. And yeah. it's fair to say that you've made rapid gains in the last two to three years, and you believe that you're making more and more gains rapidly at this stage. You're really in the ascendancy, so much so that you've been putting posts out on social media saying that you think that if you could get your hands on Rob Bidget Jr., get him where you wanted him, that you don't think he could stop you. Is that sort of... Um, is there any marketing in there, mate? You're just trying to talk yourself into a match, or do you actually believe that you'd take the hammer from this man? Neil, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't. When it comes to trash talking for me, um, I never say anything that I don't believe. So I think as soon as you do that, you're setting yourself up for internal failure. Yeah, you, you might lose a match or whatever, but if you, if you go and put things out there that you genuinely don't believe in um, and then it inevitably unfolds the, that way, um, you end up losing losing your momentum and your progress. So no, I one hundred percent believe it. And um, as you described, I've, I've hit some some extraordinary strides in the last I would say in the last thirteen weeks. In fact, Neil, I can I can, I can quote you direct numbers stats that in the last thirteen weeks across the six vectors that Todd Hutchins is coaching me on, I've put on an average of forty three percent side pressure on those six vectors. So oh, that that's that's in addition to all of the hand control that I had prior, which my last match with the WAL at, against Alan Udera yep. was three weeks into the program with Todd. So essentially nothing Todd had done was relevant by that match. And so since then, yeah, I feel like I can beat Rob. Now we're going to get into the sort of specifics <laughs> of um, your rationale as we go through today's show. But at this stage, I just wanted to get an answer from from the hammer holder, from Rob on that. Because obviously, Rob, you're familiar with Ryan. You've seen Ryan's body of work to date. And um, what was your opinion of that when you saw Rob going out making those claims? Do you sort of give him any credibility there? Or do you think he needs to step away from the glue? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, all the numbers and, and the cool side pressure pushing and all that stuff is kind of hilarious to me. Because through the years, I've seen guys that, will do 200-pound uh, dumbbell wrist curls, yet their wrist gets flopped back like a Pez dispenser without its spring in the head. I see uh, guys who can do 200-pound table curls, yet they get extended in their bicep. So all the numbers are just punky fudge numbers to me. I do remember one thing. If we talk about side pressure kings, mm -hmm. your coach is considered the side pressure king, quote-unquote. And I do remember watching a video when he said he was at his very best shape when Allison was filming him. He pulled 130 pounds in a realistic side pressure for a one rep max. But now here yeah. comes along Ryan Bowen saying he's pulling 185 pounds or so. So what you're saying is you're 50% <laughs> stronger than the strongest Todd Good Hutchings. Job. That's interesting uh. to me. <laughs> Well, yeah. If, if if you if you want to measure it in the sense of uh, comparing vectors to to other vectors, then yeah, vectors Todd doesn't Todd, Todd doesn't vectors. have a press. Listen, you're saying we, you're we fifty percent stronger. I'm saying I've got a press and Todd doesn't. Brother, go but and but research compare, how many times you, I've ever been pressed, and you'll realize it's suicidal. It's sitting there yeah, talking that press, shit is great. You got to be the best in Australia before you can even talk shit worldwide. Uh, just can I just jump in there and just point out that unless anybody has missed it, because I've mentioned it like two or three times on this show, <laughs> Danny Tesh lives in Australia, right? And yeah. Danny Tesh 
is without question the strongest man that's ever arm wrestled at any weight <laughs> ever. Okay, that's oh, man, I, I, I love Danny Tesh. Don't you worry. Um, he, he'll be my shield and uh, all the way through the WAL, that's for sure. I think the first time I beat him will be, will be when he tries to take the hammer off me. But honestly, oh, though, when, it, when, when we're talking about specifics, if like Todd Hutchins as a coach has changed the game for me big time. Um, Todd's Can I tell you 77. a secret there, though? No, 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 you just, listen up, listen up, champ. Listen up, champ. Todd's yeah. one rep max. And remember that Todd's never lost to you in a championship match. So you've beaten him in matches, but yes, every he time has. there's been a hammer. Yes, he has. Every I beat time him for there's a money been a match. hammer. I beat him in a money match right in the regionals. What, he wanted to give oh. the money away to anybody, including me? He wanted to give well, that money away. All right, let's adjust it to hammers. Fuck He's a hammer. It's another hammer tournament. Match. It's another tournament. <laughs> And well, I was anyway, 194. Anyway, that man, that man's one at max. The biggest one at max he's ever pulled is 77 kilos with a wrist wrench. Now that that's with a pure side, high vector side and I'm gonna pressure. Tell you right now, three, neither one of your gay ass hands could hold 77 kilos with a wrist wrench. If it was really, if you didn't have it cupped in, curled in, and pulling into your arm, if it was actually pulling on your hand, none of you guys could even hold that fucking weight. Well, you, well, you mustn't have a 77-kilo back pressure bicep curl either because he's pinned you numerous times using whatever he does have. So so wait a minute, Ryan. If you're the guy that can make gains in three years, and three years ago when I actually had the winning record on Todd in 2016, I had the winning record. I beat him three times in a row that year, and I was 194. I can't be different for three years later. Only you can. You're the only one eating the magical fucking strength cereal that only you get stronger. I get yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, I bring I you it. weapons. I bring you weapons. Like the, the the thing about it is, I don't I don't take it. I don't treat anyone as a personal personal goal or anything like that. the The fact of the matter is, it's just whether you want to kind of accept it or not that I am becoming relevant at the top level. You know, I'm wrestling. It's just, it's just something that's happening. It's, it's, it's just what it is. You often talk about genetics being the, the be all and end all thing that will separate the guys who wish they could make it to the guys they would. And I believe that I have a genetic gift, have, have had it all my life. And I've always from childhood, right up until this point in time, been an overachiever relative to what I actually look like. I've had I could tell you a thousand times the amount of people that say, how are you as strong as that? You don't look anywhere near that. And the beautiful thing about that is I'm nowhere even near my potential yet. And I still look like a sloppy Joe average guy. And yet I'm starting to move the numbers that are just legit relevant. John Brzenk believes I can finish on the podium at Zlotty. Todd thinks I can, I can win Zlotty. Like this, these are just... This is not me paying them to Listen, say that. This is me people's thoughts, just people's getting thoughts told are cool. that by people. I, all the arm wrestling professionals have come out and given predictions on matches, and all of them have been wrong. What they think yeah. and what will actually happen means zero. It's very true, but it's very strange that a large majority of them are all making kind of big bets on me at the moment. And maybe it's because they see something, or maybe they're all crazy and they have no idea what they're doing, but... Who knows? We'll find out. That's the good thing. And, oh, and I mean, the I'm not are, saying you're not doing it. well, just... but where you're projecting yourself based on some punky-ass fucking 200-pound cable <laughs> system means nothing to me. You couldn't even hold on to a wrist wrench 
with 77 kilos on it. And I'll bet my life on oh, that. Mine's, mine's at 65 kilos is my one at max with a two and seven eighth inch wrist wrench with a crane scale measuring the force that, that Listen, is, Listen, the, cra the crane scale I have that, you, you can d destroy those if you pump or flex or do anything weird. Stop it, I have it, the as, same as, one. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, go grab a real wrist wrench and pick up weight off a floor with your hand and wrist and see where your wrist cracks. I'll be the surprised if you can do 100 pounds. The only wrist wrench I'll need to grip up is your wrist when we meet next year. Oh, it's probably, all good. It's all the closest good. you're going to get to a hammer is if I let you hold it in the corner for me when I'm pulling a, <laughs> a valid arm wrestler. Just to, just to break in there, guys, obviously, um, and I'm going to direct this at Ryan initially, because Rob's sure. comment there that the angles that you're experiencing, the the manner in which you're doing these these exercises is in no way representative of an arm wrestling match. <clears throat> one of the, When we spoke on the phone the other day, one of the concerns I had was that um, it's very, very hard to make that direct comparison because of the fact that you are not able to emulate the specifics that you're going to encounter in that match. Number one, you're not being hit back in different angles at the same time. The yeah. application of the power is very smooth and very direct. I'll put it another way. For example, if I was to invite along, and I'd be prepared to bet pretty big on this as well, if I was prepared to bring along a big presser, someone like Graham Hicks, professional strongman, Eddie Hall, I would imagine from the position that you are actually in on that machine that they would decimate any number that you put up there. Because if you look there at them when they're... <clears throat> now, if you were to look at someone doing um, a daddy dumbbell, the giant dumbbell, you know the exercise I'm talking about where mm -hmm. you pick up at yeah, yeah, 90, yeah. 100, 110, whatever, up to your shoulder and then press it up. Very similar muscle groups, very similar sort of chaotic strength involved in that. And if you had one of those guys in that position, I have literally no doubt that they could do some phenomenal numbers on there. However, yeah. were you to take that same individual put him on the opposite side of the table from a good, solid puller, hook or top roll, they would have a lot more difficulty controlling and being able to execute that kind of power in that environment. So what I wanted to, 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 to dig in on, are you sort of taking account of that, mate? Because I know you, obviously you're, you're no dummy. You're an intelligent lad. You consider all these points. Are you sort of seeing this kind of strength gain that you've spoken about reflected in, in, in your sessions with the lads at the, the Brisbane Club, some of your top pullers and guys that previously you you hadn't been able to beat. Put it in another way, do you think you could slow down Danny Tesh for more than a tenth of a second? <laughs> I would hope so, considering he gained 43% strength. Does that mean that there's people in Australia are all gaining 43% strength? I'd fucking hope he well, kills him. Daddy, Daddy and I haven't met yet, but anyway, let me answer Neil's question. I think if Danny Tesh gained that kind of increase, he'd probably a pretty good match in straps for God. <laughs> Neil, total, total say to me when um, when designing this program and, and letting me in on kind of his insights that, that this training is designed to approximate arm wrestling, not to replicate it. Um, we're not trying to, and, and I, I get pulled up for people on, on YouTube all the time saying, hey, there was an elbow foul on that side pressure. You should uh, really try to um, do what you do in a tournament. And, and that's simply not what I'm trying to achieve. What, what I'm trying to achieve in this training is, is conditioning on the tendons required to be able to withstand a significant amount of force on a, on a bunch of different vectors. Side pressure is just one of them. 
we work from a bunch of different um, perpendicular parallel tables and side pressure is just one of the components. Now, how that's translated to my table time so far, I would, prior to training with Todd, I always considered myself a hand-based armrest. I was a, a student of Devon Larratt for the first six years of pulling and that reflected largely in my, my allocations of strength, but, and how I moved on the table. What, what I felt on the table since becoming stronger in this, in the way that Todd has, has directed, it, it actually feels like my hand control has gone through the roof, but I, what I believe it to be is that now my, my baseline side pressure and back pressure has just gone up so much that my opponents are spending a lot more of their energy just trying to deal with that, that it's, it makes all of a sudden their hands feel like they're, they're not even turned on. So how do I feel against the likes of Tesh and like Tesh and Lachlan Adair are the only two guys in my club that, that, that I can really train with if I were talking about max effort and, those guys are always training hard. Lachlan Adair is coached by Giannis Amelins, and um, that dude's that dude's a phenomenal strength athlete in all respects. Um, and and he's feeling more and more human than than he's ever felt before. Um, Danny Tesh, he, it's 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 a it's longer between drinks with Danny. Um, he he keeps to himself a lot. So uh, how he feels, it's it's always difficult to gauge because I only pull him once a once a month, and and it's and he's always foxing because. He's his whole. I think he he's spent the last twelve months trying to make sure I don't beat him. So um, it's hard to know in that sense. But honestly, yeah. If anyone if anyone was to think that I was just going to go up there and try to literally treat someone as a rich wrist wrench, of course that would be a mistake on my behalf to do that. I'm a pretty. I I back myself as a pretty complete arm wrestler. I think technically I move better than most. I would agree. And, <clears throat> I would agree. And, you and can I, really think, arm wrestle. And I think that now with that extra conditioning through my elbow, that's just given me another weapon to arm wrestle even better. So that's kind of where I'm at. Rob, what's your opinion on that? I mean, you're sitting here, though. You're using the numbers as a weaponry and coach train and, and who's coaching you and all that like it has validity. You're going to hit your physiological cap no matter what. And there have been guys that have been trained by Todd Hutchinson, John Brzezink for decades that are just lighting the world on fire. You're using these numbers and who's coaching you and percentage of strength increases. If you had a real percentage of strength increase by even 5% that would translate to the table, you'd be smashing Lachlan Adair. You'd be smashing fucking Danny Tesh. You just would. Now I'm you're sure about 43% that last and you still <laughs> have the same results with the dude. Well, we haven't had a match with any of these dudes. I haven't pulled Danny since March. Yeah, well... You're the only guy that makes that kind of strength gains in those amount of time that I've ever heard of. I mean, 43% is incredible. Yeah, well, well it is it is undeniable that on those lifts in that gym with the exact same handle, those numbers have changed. That How much that translates to arm wrestling, we're yet to find out. I'm going to the Zloty to, to do that because, hey, I need I need matches. I don't want to wait till April next year or whenever the WAL kicks off. We need matches. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out in the Zloty Tour. Now, I, I know that the Zloty Tour is the the most respected tournament currently on the global scale. I think it's got more depth than anything else. So we're going to find out. We, we well, will Bob find Brown, out. Well, Bob Brown says it's a local tournament with a couple serial killers. He says, really, placing is not super out of the, the realm. He said, basically, it is still a tournament of locals that you'll get a couple killers in each class. Whoa. We can all stop bobbing and weaving just for a few seconds. Ladies and gents, 
take the opportunity to pour yourself one, and we'll see you all back here in just a few. Welcome back to the show, guys, and if you're just joining us for this second half, you've walked into a gunfight. Ladies and gents, we have Rob Vigent Jr., the World Arm Wrestling League middleweight hammer holder on the line. And he's joined by one of his most favouritiest people of ever. Yes, Ryan Bowen, the ginger ninja, the man from down under, is on the line and trying his best to force feed the champion what he considers a giant spoonful of classical Australian bullshit. Let's get right back in the mix and see if Rob likes how that tastes. Lottie Tour traditionally a Nemiroff Cup when it was uh, in that guise, whatever you want to call it, is definitely, I mean, Bob, Bob is underplaying that big time. What I think the big factor is right now is because of the split in the organisations at world level. And that's the biggest concern that, I, that probably anybody has. I mean, I don't know whether you guys have been keeping up to speed on the, the current WF Worlds that's been on in Romania. But I'm speaking to a number of guys there who, who tell me that it's very well attended, well, good representation from a lot of the countries, which, if that is the case, and the top lads and ladies are there, then that would suggest that you're going to see a far weakened field out at the Zlotti Tour. The reason being because World Arm Wrestling Federation have imposed a ban if you're to attend that. The other area of complexity is that the IFA Worlds are also taking place that week prior to the Zloty, or almost immediately prior to the Zloty, which again, you know, following that through to a logical conclusion, should thin out the field that are involved in the Zloty Tour. So yeah. those are the those are the, the intangibles. Those are the grey areas. Um, so to it, say, you know, I think you can almost one, take away that that side of things from this discussion, from my perspective. If Ryan yeah, does well is, in Zloty Tour, it doesn't mean that he's any better it's more i'm more focused on where your actual level has progressed to yeah. and i'm sure there are guys in the zloty tour that you will get a, a you know you'll get a validation opportunity let's say yeah. for example you ran into krasi kostadinov uh yeah. sasho andreev and you can if you can hit a hook with sasho and you can even stop the man then i think a lot of people's hats are coming off well, Sasha mm. definitely can't hold 84 kilograms. I know that. Can he hold Ryan Bowen, though? That's the thing. No, fuck no. You you hear the numbers <laughs> this guy's pushing? <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, here's, here's my big bone. Here's my big problem that I've had with some of the things that Ryan's pumping out there. And I'll just put it like this, because some of it's a little bit of hypocrisy. Some of it's a little, uh, it, it's narrow-minded. So he goes and takes an ass-whipping by Justin Bishop. Hard. Mm. Real bad. And then he expects the world to understand that that was a year ago, two years ago. I'm a different person. My training has stepped up. I'm a different human being. Don't judge me on that. Yet, I haven't even touched Todd Hutchings' hand in, what, over three years now? But he still wants to base me on that loss three years ago when he expects the world to not base him on his losses that are recent. How long have you, you been pulling, Rob? 15 years or something? You, you know, I had well this conversation. I had this conversation you're, you're recently. Part of the curve. Hold, no, hold on a second. Let me touch on that. I've been relevant for 15 years. I walked into this sport from day one, national level, 
with probably only one or two guys in the class that beat so me you're from still day the, one. You're still on the you're still on the steep trajectory. No, no listen, the- listen, not for any reason. You probably, if we were vehicles and we had odometers on our arm, considering table time, gym time, all that invested time in your six years, I'll guarantee you, you've had more time on a table and more time in a practice and more time in a gym than I have for 15 years. Cause I would dip off for years at a time. Heather didn't even know I was an arm wrestler for the first couple of years of us being together. We already had children and I went out to a pool, Marcio in Vegas. So I've been relevant for 15 years. But activity and mileage and, and building a skill set on a table, I would guarantee you, you have more hours invested than me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would echo that, that sentiment. I, I'm, I'm going to say, Ryan, that your level of involvement, the depth with which you sort of uh, encapsulated yourself within the sport, mm-hmm. you're right there. I mean, we're talking upper echelon. You've gone, yeah. I mean, if you look at what you've achieved in a short period of time, it's it's very, very creditable, mate. You've got to be proud of that. You've performed exceptionally and progressed exceptionally within a country which is still in its infancy as an arm wrestling nation, and yet you are relevant. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. You've also set up um, probably the most successful independently run YouTube channel in the game. Uh, You're everywhere and anywhere. Uh, You're very well respected, and you can certainly really arm wrestle. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. But that all points to the fact that you are very focused, almost to the point of obsession, with the sport of arm wrestling. I mean, I have no doubt at all that if they did an arm wrestling duvet cover, that the Vanilla Gorilla would be sleeping under that motherfucker. <laughs> now then, <clears throat> Rob, on the other hand, is genetically gifted for the sport like very, very few other men in terms of his physicality. He's got, you know, the, the, the body of a 200-pound man, the arm of a Yeti. He basically his training regime as borderline lazy at some points. He's a complete and utter nut job on occasion. And his idea of committed training back in the day was if he bought the bloody six pack of beer that was slightly larger and weighed a bit more. And that was pretty much it. He didn't really get involved too much. So what I would say is if you've got a focused Rob, if Rob commits himself to the sport much more diligently, which he seems to have done of late, then his opportunity to make significant gains is very real. trajectory. I don't mind that at all. I, 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 like I said, I don't, I don't actually chase people. I just chase my own progression. So if Rob, if Rob's still junior in his, in his own development, that that's good, good for you, Rob. I'm, I'm pleased for you. Nice but, little joke there, Ryan. I, I like went, that. Say again. Nice little joke there. Like how you did that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. To, this might be late from, at night, mate, but your arrow sharp. Nothing wrong with that, man. What about that, Rob? <laughs> hey? Write that down. Anyway, off. anyway, anyway. So for, for me for me as an arm wrestler with, with my progression, it's it's it I you mentioned a couple of things there. I'm 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 obsessed with the sport of arm wrestling. I, I am. I'm very blessed that that I'm in this position where I get to call it a career. I, I did this for four and a half years as a hobby whilst I was working before it got to the point where it was. And and a lot of people would like to, to, to say that it kind of does it make, makes it not valid what I'm doing in, in summer six because I get to be a full-time arm wrestler. But, but I'm, I'm an experiment at the moment. And, and, and yeah, look, I, I have to say it, it. It is very fortunate for me to have someone like John coaching me on, 
on offense, Todd coaching me on strength and Travis giving me calls and coaching me on starts. And I'm, I'm just very lucky. Devin coaching me on, on defense, whatever. I, I am someone who has had crazier opportunities than anyone else out there who's got a similar goal uh, to absorb knowledge from the best guys in North America. And, and with armed with that information and the time that I have to train, of course, I'm on a good trajectory. It's 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 it'd be crazy crazy to still think I'm not. And like I said, yeah, that you you're, you're like, on fast track. There's no doubt about it. I mean that that kind of 2019. Fast track. Prior prior to 2019, oh January 2019, Chris Gobby had me labelled as a as a novice arm wrestler, and then I went and beat Evan Burgoyne, and he was like, oh okay, maybe you're not a novice, and then. After after that, we I beat um, Dan Mosier and and, and Alan Guerra and and the ball has just kind of kept on rolling. And this this has easily been the biggest breakout year that I've had, yeah. without a doubt. And it just doesn't seem to have stopped in momentum. At but can all. I can I chime in there for a second? When I listen to yeah. you, I do hear a lot about you saying you've been using the word progression, progression, progression. Yet you're kind of at times trying to avoid the progression of how you come about like the higher end matches and things like that. And I'm not sitting here on high saying nobody deserves a match with me. I'll take a match with anybody. It just seems that, you know, now you're putting yourself without actually racking up the wins at almost a level higher than anybody because you've been training and you've been who whipped your ass please believe me it's a different cat that guy's 20 oh, no, pounds heavier me, too me and, me and justin have a have a date for sure I, I i i expect justin to be if not my first match one of the very first i, I didn't expect a match with you rob straight up but that'd be crazy there's too many guys out there but that have the been the way you the say it is you're already talking beyond people yeah, you're well, talking that, beyond you're talking like everyone's a formality to your way and the other I problem like i have with our heads the other problem we have when we bumped heads about Danny Tesh is you have a problem with you tell people what can be done based on what you can do. Like when you said, Danny Tesh, if the match stops, you can't take his hand. You can't beat him if the match stops. No, that's you can't. There will be guys yeah, up well, there that, like we'll it say. Turns out, turns out Quinlan couldn't either. It was a pretty accurate prediction. What's that have to do with Quinlan? Justin Bishop smashed well, that was. I don't that, know what that has to do with. That was, with that was what China. I was talking about. Like, no, of course, John Brzezink's gonna John Brzezink's gonna take Danny's hand easy as pie. But Danny in a hook, I personally just haven't seen the man lose a match. And so, yes, that's relevant to my own data. Of course, you can only give your own perspective. But I have a hell of a lot of data on that man more than any any other armorist on the planet. And and I've got a lot of data internationally myself. So it does become relevant. And backed up by Devin Larratt saying, Devin Larratt will say, I think Danny Tesh will be a world champion someday. That's public for him to say that. And he says yeah, that for a reason. you can't filter out people's opinions. You can't filter out, like, when a high-level arm wrestler says something that's not in your favor, you can't filter that out. And then if a high-level well, arm wrestler says Ryan Bowen is the next big thing, never, you want to hear that. I can filter it out. I can filter it out if you've never touched Danny Tesh's hand. I can filter out anything I, I want. I can tell you without a fraction of a doubt, Danny's hand would get snapped back so fast, you would you'd, you'd get fucking whiplash from the sonic boom. You're too slow to do anything like that against Danny Tesh. Danny Tesh would 
just you'd, you'd have to go through Danny Tash anyway. That's another Ryan. If you've been in this game for a minute, the very best hands in the game, the guys known for their hands and wrists, have all gone backwards when I've pulled them. Every one of them. Yeah, that, well, that, that's cool. I, I've taken Danny's wrist and, and always. It, so it's, you it's can take way. his wrist, Danny, but I can't. I love Danny it. Tesh, Danny Tesh will start matches with his wrist back an inch from the pad, and uh, he's cool. That's where he's happy to well, start. Like I, go out and do a social experiment. People have a funny way of saying you can't based on what they can't. Go out when you talk to people and they see that you work out and stuff, and they say, hey, man, what do you bench press? Tell everybody 200 pounds. That's believable to them. They might bench 225. They feel good about it. Tell someone 600 pounds. They'll go, no, you can't. Why? Are there people out there in this world that can bench press 600 pounds? Why aren't you one of them? They, we know yeah, it exists, hey, well, well, but they say, know. no, you can't because you're, they a, can't. you're one of those genetically blessed people. Is there anyone else out there or is, are you just the lucky one? I, I, there's obviously other genetic people out there. I didn't say anything about that. I just say oh, no, so, the way that you discount things so, and use your own so, experiences. So you can so the, the 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 methodology you're applying here is relevant to the majority, but one one guy is going to start coming through every now and then. It's another one of those people that is just. You're right, and to be of, honest with you, you're not the one. And, and that's cool. I, I'm cool with you believing that, but I believe I do. So that's the thing. We just got to let it play out and see. Yeah, what but you see, I'm not the one that's putting out videos. It's funny. You're going to goods. Every there's there's 15 guys in North America that are better than me, three guys in Australia that are better than me, and who the fuck knows how many around the world? Yet you can't keep me out of your mouth. <laughs> well, you're the you're you're the I'm hammer holder. Girlfriend in, in that the you let go, that you're telling everybody you broke up with, yet you're stalking me. Hang on, hang on a second. I hadn't even mentioned your name once in my life, and you got all upset and started saying nothing good will ever come out of Australia because I all I said was I had an ambition of holding the hammer. No, you said you wanted to get Todd's hammer back for him. Todd's hammer. Yeah, that that upset you. Oh God. Well. <laughs> well, that's like that's like saying uh, I want to get uh, John's hammer back from Devin. I mean that's so that's like really just crushing everything that Devin's done because the year that John beat him. You know, it's it's if we want to go back further and further, we could follow John Brzezink all the way back to when he was a kid and Johnny Walker was whipping his ass. And if we want to go further, 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 there's always timelines and then forever you know it'll be justin bishop got that win on you or danny tesh it's like we gotta move to 2020 guys i mean you're talking I agree it's, saying todd hutchins hammer this now? right yeah i i agree like, like don't get me wrong if you and todd had a match i, I would expect a, a battle if you guys were the same way but for me it uh, that that comment of todd's hammer is literally the it just was he was moved on from the weight category against his wishes. And who knows, you may have beaten him the because next time. Because he but... was walking around in a 195 class, legitimately probably 225, 230. His walk-around weight was 230. You had to be yeah. there in Las Vegas when we saw his wife basically carrying him like a like a stage four cancer patient to the weigh-ins. Yeah, fair enough. So, I mean, but... yeah, he was a 230-pound guy. Pulling 195. That's part of the game. That's part of the game. Is, is, hey, I didn't is make weight, the, weight cutting. You asked Neil how many times I called and begged to pull that dude. I wasn't happy about him moving on because I knew there'd be these types of conversations to be had. I'm not that guy who wants to have a hammer with asterisks next to it. I don't want to be like, this guy's the best in North America unless Todd comes back. No, I'd love to, to pull that guy and put an end to it. I'm not the well, Manny well, Pacquiao 
uh, Floyd Mayweather duck each other type of status. Are you going to go to the supers? I mean, that's one way to achieve it. You could, you could just say, all right, I'm going to go to the I'm supers when I could pull a guy like you and make that money and have a blast. Oh, well, obviously it doesn't mean that much to you to go and avenge the losses to Todd. I've asked every promoter within a reasonable realm to, to tie us up. I even said that I would go to his, he had a tournament within like a half hour of his house. I said, I will go there. I will post the money. This was before the WL Super Series and everything. So mm. it means enough that I offered to post money, chase him, do it at a weight that was comfortable for him, and everything. Never to be fair, Rob did try to check him. where Todd had his eyebrows clipped uh, and see if he could get a table through the door at that barber. Yeah, and, yeah, and naturally, naturally at, aside, at, at I, I got to say they are going to chase him up. I mean, let's be honest. These guys are gaining 40, 50 pounds, all like you know some of these Europe Europeans. I mean, what, at his last match, he was almost 250. Now you're telling me to chase guys. Well, when the argument at hand is he's the best 205 guy in North America if he comes down, then let's have that conversation. But to say chase him up to 250, and then by the time I pull him, the motherfucker's 270, I'm not interested in that game. I don't have that kind of weight gain regime, wink, wink, double fucking wink. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of op options for a match anyway, regardless of Todd at this stage in the middleweight division. What I can say is that, just to support Rob's claim there, joking aside, he has, on a number of occasions, requested the match with Todd. And, you know, right now, Todd's on a different path. Todd's doing unbelievably well in the heavyweight division. Will that match come about down the tracks? May well do. It just depends on what Todd wants to do. And uh, stranger things have happened. But... There's no shortage of people, yourself included, Ryan, that obviously believe that they've got a legitimate shot at Rob. But you mentioned Justin Bishop, and, you, and when we spoke the other day, similar to the claim you've made with Danny, you were obviously quite sure that your level has moved on to a, to a, to a point where Justin would be, I don't want to say a stepping stone, but you do believe you've probably got his number now. Just what what gave you that opinion, mate? Have you pulled very similar guys? Um, because I would make the claim as well that Justin seems to have progressed. He's sort of leveled out, and I think he's more comfortable than he's ever been at middleweight. What are you sort of basing that opinion on, mate? Yeah, well, for me, Justin, I know he's ambitious. I know that he uh, he wants to be a world champion. Um, and I, I'm good good friends with Justin, and I love the dude. And we both know that we'll inevitably meet again. Um, the time that he beat me here was the first time I gripped any international guy that is in the elite conversation. And, and, and I learned a lot from him that day. And that was, that was a necessary stepping stone for me to develop as an arm wrestler. And, and I, it, it was very clear that we identified in that match that my hand was up to par to be in the conversation with, with Justin and my, my arm just simply wasn't. Um, because of my, at that stage, I had literally zero training on my arm. I'd been a hundred percent a hand-based arm wrestler up until that point. Um, it, it, it became very obvious. And so I've had, um, more gains just possible because of going from absolute infancy, um, compared to where Justin was already a more well-rounded. So Justin has progressed without doubt. I wouldn't, would never put it past him. I think he works as hard as any, anyone at the top. Uh, I, I just feel now, based on who I can hook with, who I can, who I can move significant distances. So, who are you comparing I, I, I yourself feel... to that has a crossover that we could we could gauge with? What's you talk power vector? So, who can you gauge yourself with that we could talk about that has relevance? Like, who are you hooking with? 
what are you doing with people that has kind of something we can base our data on here? Just okay, well, the, the, the most recent is Todd Hutchings. He just spent two weeks in my house. and Yeah, but a 210-pound Todd Hutchings is different than a 230-250. Yeah, Todd okay, Hutchings but, will go over is, to Dave Morocco's house, and him and Kenny Smith will be slapping him around. He won't even show yeah, up okay, to those but, practices okay. sometimes. It, take, it, take it for what it is. The man traveled in his light. Okay, come out of hospital four weeks prior all that sort of stuff he's still he's still a man that arm wrestles pretty damn well and he you know you know not long ago i saw a funny video of uh (laughs) dennis cyplenkov getting slapped around too he just came out with the with the jumper paddles on and the iv still in him he was getting slapped around at the practice too so then the the next one would be john brzenk gripping up with another one who was light and getting beat by a lot of people Yeah, so John, John in in straps. John, and I can't do anything without out of straps. Um, John in straps feels very human to me, and we we were having tremendous wars and sticking points all over the place um, in all the table sparring we've had. But these these are outside of tournament pulling, outside of actual ready goes, inside ready goes. I my my 2019 super match resume is the the best example that I can give you. Not that Justin well, Cooper and Al Garrett is the only super match. Daniel Moser, Evan, he pulled the Evan, tournament before you, right? Evan, he pulled the Evan tournament. Begoyne. Evan Begoyne, Evan doesn't Dallas really Langston. count as a right hand. Evan's a good lefty. I don't know where he's at righty, but I don't, I don't think Langston. he's making waves in the worldwide, you know, for where you're talking, you are. Dallas Langston, then Alan Guerra. Can I just point out there as well, Evan Begoyne, if it's a drinking competition, top three in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would be him, me, and Kenny Hughes would be banging yeah, it up. Those are, I think those are the favorites. Definitely going in. <laughs> easy, easy. But yeah, no, no doubting, no doubting that Justin is progressing. And and my logic as to whether I feel like I've gone past Justin is purely an internalized thing. It's got nothing to do with Justin as a man, as a as an athlete, as anything. I just, I just feel so on fire at the moment within my own strength gains that that I just feel it's going to happen. So. That that's it. I mean, I, I, I can't wait for a match with Justin. I, I, if you follow anything that I do on social media, I've talked about you a little bit, Rob, but I talk about Justin 10 times more. I, well, I, you I, use I, Justin I as a wait. way to step to me. You use Justin as a, a segue mm. to be like, after I have my match with Justin and we have our day, blah, 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 then I'll come take that hammer. So it's kind of like you're already yeah. skipped along far ahead. And I've just seen this from a lot of people that have come up that have felt great and been gonna light the world on fire i've seen guys that lost weight into the 198s and they were convinced that they were gonna tear that class apart because they were formerly 240 guys and then they take a hard loss to a guy who's like number 20 on the list they can't handle it and retire and go off and sell fucking hush puppies and corn dogs to people i don't know what they do they (laughs) they dip off here's the difference with me i love this game so much and I'm privileged enough that I get to to do it obsessively, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And this literally this is like happened. 23.9 hours a day as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like this, I said, to his phone. <laughs> this this pattern happened in Australia. I was this exact same story in a domestic sense. When I started in Australian arm wrestling, I was I was weak and and a complete novice and there were people about three years ahead of me in understanding the sport who were bigger more athletic guys that in a traditional sense were way stronger than me and had been doing it and and i pissed people off because of my ambition in here in australia and inevitably because of all the time and obsession and my commitment to it i i surpassed everyone and eventually got to where exactly where i said i was going to be and 
I've, I've now just adjusted the scale on where I'm going and it's still the same. I haven't felt my momentum, like within yourself as an arm wrestler, you can often feel your momentum relative to people. And I haven't yet felt my momentum going slower than anyone else around me as, as a, as an arm wrestler, I just can feel my progression is continuously climbing and it's climbing really, really nicely. And so it's happening now on an international level. And, and that's exciting to me. And, and it, it's no disrespect to anyone around me. It's just exciting that I think that I'm starting to reach my potential as an arm wrestler. And the cool thing is, I still think there's heaps of upside because like, look at me, I'm not physically in the best shape yet. I'm, I'm, I'm where I am. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I literally could have sat here all week listening to those two. Absolutely priceless gold here on World Arm Wrestling League this week. Vigent Jr. and Bowen love it. Unfortunately, we do have to call time on this week's show. I want to say a massive thank you to Rob and to Ryan Bowen for literally making my week. I want to also thank all of you guys for once again taking the time to check us out. And we hope you will again, same time, next time, right here on the World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickup. Take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.